Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people, your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. This is Marin Costello Radio. Folks, we have such an amazing guest on the show today. Anais Goldberg is a first-generation American of Cuban and Mexican heritage. She is mother to three young girls, including twins, and her passion lies in showing her audience how to make delicious and exciting food that heals the body from symptoms of inflammation. Now, she's the founder of Cook Intuitively with Anais, a holistic approach to wellness driven by the belief that the road to wellness starts in your kitchen. Her program teaches others how to cook using the best ingredients and preparation methods to maximize bioavailability and minimize inflammation. All this is done while also creating incredible flavors that you will savor to keep you satisfied, motivated, and away from self-sabotaging temptations. Her new line of supplements called Biologic Youth takes this approach to the next level. The supplements are a fast track to repairing the damage that has already been done and reversing signs of aging by way of the gut. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You are changing and improving and just making the world a better place from the inside out. This is so amazing. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. That's, that's what I aim to do. It's what makes me happy. Um, I just want everybody to feel their best and look their best. That's amazing. And I I love this because your brand, your products were born of you not feeling your best. Like you ultimately were, and this is a very common theme on the show. You were your guinea pig. Exactly. You learned how to heal. Yeah. You learned how to heal your body. And then you said, wait a minute, I can help other people with this too. Yes. Yes. And I was very hesitant at first to to be preachy or to kind of like impose my beliefs and cause you know, health is so personal mm-hmm. and I, I've learned along the way, like people get triggered when you give unsolicited advice or tell them what to eat or what not to eat. So I really, with my friends and family, I, I just keep what I do to myself. <laughs> if somebody wants to know, and they can come to me um, and ask, and I'll I'll tell them. But I, I don't get preachy with the people in my in my real life. But um, but I discovered that you know there were there there are people who want to know what I do, and I I shouldn't be hiding it or trying to play myself small. So when you started healing your body, how long? did it take for you to then share your gifts with the world in that regard? Because there is, I feel like a little bit of an onboarding period sometimes. Yes. Um, it was very, it was really a gradual process because I started, I think in 2018, um, doing the plant paradox. Yes. 2018. And, um, right away people started to notice that I, I was looking different, just physically looking different, like the, just the shape, like, Oh, you're thinner. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really trying to lose weight. I had kind of just resigned to the fact that this was my body. Um, I could maybe 
afford to lose 10 pounds, but you know, I got three kids, they're preschool. I work out, I eat healthy enough, whatever, who cares? Um, um, and, but it just came off. I didn't do this as a diet to lose weight. I did this to just strictly feel better. Um, and then I started to, to notice certain things like, oh my gosh, I wasn't breaking out on my, I wasn't having like body acne anymore. Um, I no longer had any migraines. I wasn't, I was getting through the day without feeling like I needed a 30 minute nap at a minimum. Mm -hmm. Um, every day I needed a nap without fail. And my children were sleeping through the night. I was getting what should have been plenty of sleep. I, my kids were getting to going to sleep by six 30 or seven waking up. There was no, I wasn't waking up the nursing babies. Um, so, but every single day I feel, felt like I needed a nap. Uh, I was constantly achy. My hair was thinning quite a bit. Um, anyway, so, and then I was like noticing these bags under my eyes. Um, like it just looked I had to, to put it in a very vain way. I was like, oh my gosh, is this how people start feeling like they need plastic surgery? Like, you know, <laughs> um, so I started to notice changes in myself. People started to take note that I was not eating certain things and I wasn't trying to prophesize or prophesize or anything like that. Um, but it, when people asked me, I would tell them because I was felt good about it. So anyway, and then I, I always loved cooking. So when people would come to my house, I would cook for them, but I would also want to enjoy the food. So I would make the type of food that I ate and people would say, this is really good. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You know what? Everything you ate is, you're not going to feel any repercussions from this. You're not going to feel achy or, or bloated or, or anything like that. Um, so I just really for a long time led by example. And it wasn't until the pandemic that um, I just got on Instagram stories, just, you know, we were all so bored and looking at our phones and like, uh, and just trying to connect with each other. And I just started getting on Instagram stories, showing my friends what I was making that day, little tips of how you could like make your food last longer. Cause remember those market lines were crazy or like you could get this brand to bring you delivery um I just started organically and and then I started to realize that people were really interested in what I was doing to age backwards to put it boldly um I I should definitely put up a photo on my website actually I will put up a photo on my website of me back in 2017 um and me versus and me now, it looks, it's crazy. Like um, Dr. Gundry actually posted it on his Instagram and there were in the comments, people were like, this is a different person. Well, the, you know, plastic surgery can do a lot for a person. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you're like, yes, it can. But in yeah, this case, yeah, yeah, but it didn't in this case. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, that's like the highest of compliments, I think, is I think is someone when they ask you, like, who's your doctor? And you're like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, right. I will admit that I, I did get breast implants because between 
three having three children in the span of 20 months that will will wreak havoc on your boobs yeah. <laughs> that I've done nothing oh my gosh I mean that's I think that's a pretty standard pretty standard uh order um one of the questions we love to ask on this show is what was little Anais like oh little Anais was quiet shy observant mm. painfully insecure um I'm very much in my head yes yes oh has that how has little Anais transformed as you've healed your body you know that's an interesting question because it has been a, a complete transformation like I was all I'm you know the, the combo of the extrovert introvert like I can be a big personality and and have a lot of fun at a party and be very talkative but I also need my time to be like inside you know and quiet um but I would say that now I am more comfortable being who I truly am, showing my personality to people a little sooner than than I used to. I I I am slow to warm up, but I used to be like almost never to warm up. <laughs> so now at least I can I can be fun and I can be here with you and have a, a conversation and not be super worried about what I'm gonna say or like how I'm going to come off and I'm just less, less um, worried about what other people think about me, you know? And I find that to be so fascinating because you have a brand wherein you are the face, you are the author, you are the focus of it. So what would your advice be to someone who would consider themselves an introvert or consider themselves someone who doesn't really want the attention or likes to be by themselves, who ultimately deserves and should create a brand or a product that's based around them and their story? Well, I mean, it's it, like, if you're a natural introvert, I guess it's, you know, you don't have to be an extrovert to create a brand, right? To to be the face of your brand. But you, what you have to do is be completely confident in who you are and the fact that not everybody is going to um, take to you and you have to be okay with it. Um, Cause believe me, there's people all the time that don't take to me or that, you know, say hi and then go and talk to somebody else at a party. That's totally fine. Cause are, I don't really want to talk to them either. Cause if we're not vibing, we're not vibing and we know each other and we're comfortable with that. And it's totally okay to just say hi and move on. So the same goes for, uh, you You just have to be, just have, I don't know, you just have to find it in yourself to like love yourself and know that there are people that are right there on the same playing field with you and are going to connect with you. And that, and more, more than anything, you gotta be careful. We gotta be confident to let people go, mm. not need everybody to like you and when you make mistakes when you you know fall when you fumble when you say something that maybe you shouldn't have forgive yourself because you're the only one thinking about it nobody else is thinking about it for more than like a split second so true right it's so true like 
<laughs> you go to a party, you get a little too uh, drunk, and then like the next day you've got like those like, uh, my girlfriend calls them like the embarrassment chills or whatever, thinking of like all the stupid things you said or did. And then you think about it and you're like, everybody was drunk. <laughs> totally, totally. Thinking the same thing right now about themselves. I'm not thinking about what, because I'm not thinking about what, you know, whoever said. I'm just only thinking, let it go. Let it A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I want to get into, you know, what really called you to create your brand, um, which was your own, you know, wellness journey. But a question just popped into my head. Is it difficult for you to eat out? Do you eat out often? I don't eat out often. Okay. And it is difficult. Well, maybe. Actually, I I eat out about um, once a week. If it's a lot, it's twice a week, you know, because I have date nights with my husband and then, you know, sometimes there's friend plans and whatever. Um, So, but yes, it is. I am very careful when I go out to eat. I'm pretty selective about the restaurants. Um, I prefer to go to like chef driven restaurants because I know that the chef that's in charge will be more focused on the quality of ingredients, like where the meat is sourced from, um, extra virgin olive oil in the salad dressings. Um, And I ask a million questions of the wait staff. And I kind of cringe to myself when I'm doing it because especially if we're with friends, I'm like, I try to kind of do it on the down low, but sometimes they're like watching me. They're like, what's going on over there? What are you asking about? And I'm like, is, can you, can you make sure that the fish is on extra virgin olive oil? Don't put any canola oil on my, just bring the end. And everybody's like watching me intently. I'm like, don't worry about it. You do you. (laughs) right I think such a hot topic right now is seed oil seed oil and what that's done to our culture and what Mm -hmm. it's done to our bodies and what it's done to our healthcare system ultimately yeah um and one of my dear friends said it's essentially death by a thousand cuts yes you'll never know you'll never see the results like immediately Mm -hmm. but give it years give it a few decades and you will see a huge difference in someone who liberally uses canola oil versus someone who doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. You can see it on the skin. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, this sounds crazy, but when I go into a restaurant and we've got a table kind of close to the kitchen, I can smell it. Can and you? It, and it stays in my olfactory. And that will be to me like the, the, like the red flag when I go into a restaurant that could possibly ruin the entire experience for me. I'm like, I could smell canola oil so prevalent i'm going to order some arugula (laughs) uh, lemon wedge a poached egg and that's going to be my lunch (laughs) right but i do travel if i'm going to lunch with like girlfriends or or something like that I, i will travel depending on where we're going to with um my own salad dressing made in my purse that's so helpful i wanted to ask like because I am one who travels a lot for work. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like lunch and dinner meetings out, coffee meetings, you know, a lot of opportunities, a lot of events, a lot of opportunities to not have control over 
exactly what is going into your particular meal. So what would additional, I mean, carrying your own salad dressing, amazing. Um, You know, if you can, if you know that they're using canola oil, get certain foods that, you know, won't be touched by that. What are some other helpful tools that maybe you use when you are traveling or out and about? Um, I try to, this is, Make, well, first of all, I bring my own, so I bring my own salad dressing that I make at home and you got to be careful with that within your purse and make sure that it's <laughs> and then maybe put a Ziploc bag over it just in case. Um, I bring my own maldon salt, like flaky sea salt, because that'll like be the difference. The, the salt factor will be the difference between whether you enjoy your meal or not. Um, and a lot of times they just don't have that. There's some restaurants that do have it more and more do, but, um, some don't, um, I ask for, um, if I really don't, if I don't have that, like my dressing, um, I'll ask for my appetizer to be like steamed broccoli as Boring as that is, and I am not an advocate of making steamed broccoli. As a matter of fact, I have like talked major shit on Instagram. I'm like, don't give your kids steamed broccoli and expect them to like food. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're going into a restaurant where you know there's no chance in hell they're listening to your your request, there's no chance in this world that they they may not even have extra virgin olive oil. Um just say, look, I want my appetizer to be some steamed broccoli. And that's going to help like coat your stomach in a way that you're not going to absorb as many toxins when your second course is. So if there, if you know that that salad dressing, which by the way, if you order a Caesar salad, I love a Caesar salad, but chances are they are using canola oil or 80-20 in the back to mix up the dressing. Wow. And I, I was at Mastro's a few weeks ago and I asked the waitress, that I'm like, I know you guys make your dressings in-house. And she's like, yes, of course. And I'm like, well, what's the oil going into your um, salad dressing? And she's like, oh, I, I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. And I'm like, please ask your chef if it's 80-20, if there's any connection. She's like, because I, I, she thought it was olive oil i'm like is it extra virgin though or is it an olive oil blend because that's what a lot of times they'll say to you oh it's olive oil but really it's an olive oil blend which is highly used in the restaurant industry because it's cheap chefs will tell you that it's more stable um heat stable than olive oil but it's a blend of canola oil and olive oil so is that doing you any good no um so anyway she went into the back and even though she had never heard of 80-20, she came back out and she's like, oh yeah, my chef knew what you're talking about. It is 80-20. And I was like, okay, just bring me bring me your, your chopped salad with um, extra virgin olive oil and balsamic vinegar. And that, that was fine. It was great. Perfect. And then I ordered, you know, the seafood. I ha- ate off the seafood tower or like some shrimp. I'm okay with butter. I asked them for the shrimp to be sauteed in butter. Totally fine. Had a great meal. I don't think anybody at the table realized I was being a giant pain in the ass. You know what? (laughs) I felt great. Whereas my husband was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the helpful tools that I use, um, depending upon where, you know, my phase of life is and what um, type of of lifestyle I'm sticking to is just just say you're allergic. I mean, people... 
people understand an allergy and with all fairness, when your body is becoming inflamed, that is a negative reaction. That is, is. most certainly a version of that's on the allergy spectrum, right? So preference, sure. But I think that preference based on taste buds versus preference based on how you feel are quite different. And, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to use the the tool of saying I'm allergic. <laughs> you know, I just, just started using that and you would be amazed how much, by how much more serious they take it when you say, yeah. um, I cannot have any canola oil. I'm, I have an allergy. I mean, the waiter came out panicked when <laughs> this was a, we were at a, a restaurant, breakfast restaurant, because we went to the Legoland for the weekend. Um, and he asked, are there any allergies at the table? or um or any restrictions and i said zero canola oil no canola oil and i just meant for me for my children i mean i would like for them to not have canola oil but there are so many battles to fight with the kids already and i knew they were going to order pancakes or whatever so he's like okay fine great and i already knew what i was going to order my arugula a side of avocado and a poached egg um so he went to the back i think he assumed that the whole table table allergy he went to the bag put in the order and he came back like in a panicky because my girls had ordered chocolate chip pancakes and he's like i i i'm you know i'm sorry but unfortunately there is canola oil on the grill that we make the pancakes on and there's no way of cleaning that and and you know and i'm like don't, don't work, don't work, don't work. It's fine for the kids. I was just talking about for me. So it, that just goes to show you, there is no way of getting, a very little way of getting around it. If you are, even though there might not be canola oil in that batter of the pancakes, there is, it's slathered all over the grill. It's everywhere. And coming from a family who owned restaurants, like I understand why I understand the allure of using seed oils. They're so mm-hmm. much cheaper. Your margins are better. There's so many different expenses mm-hmm. um, that, you know, exist, especially in the service and restaurant industry. Um, and especially in today's world where, you know, fuel is so high and cost of groceries are so high. I understand. I get it too. Yeah. I totally understand why restaurants would want to do an 80-20 or would want to use canola oil to make their margins be able to pay their staff. Um, but it's, it's so important to have awareness around what yeah, you're eating. Awareness and... is the key, right? Exactly. When you know better, you do better. You Then you can, you know, figure out what to order so that you're, you know, minimally <laughs> affected by it all. Exactly. So let's go back to when you started to truly heal your body And I love this story because it was born of you serving other people in your life that you care about. It was born of you speaking to people about things that you thought would be helpful to them. Um, And it ended up ultimately being the most helpful to you. So can you tell us that story? Sure. Um, So one night after my kids went to bed, I was just passively listening to the Goop podcast. Um, and Dr. Stephen Gundry was on there. He was promoting his book, Plant Paradox. And I was just cleaning up the kitchen, just listening. And he kept talking about autoimmune disease. And um, he's, 
specifically kept talking about Crohn's disease and about how his, I, he was giving that as an example, how his um, diet can help reverse autoimmune disease. And he was talking a lot about Crohn's disease. So I have a family member with Crohn's disease and I just thought, oh my gosh, she has to listen to this podcast and, and, and do this diet. So I forwarded it to her husband um, and I said, oh, she, she has got to do this. He's talking about Crohn's disease. And he retorted, he's a physician. He retorted back like, oh, wow, you do it for your thyroid problems. Um, I am hypothyroid. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Because I love physical challenges. Um, I'm like, yeah, let me see if I can get rid of my, my thyroid medication or bring it down. At least I was on 100 micromilligrams at that time, which now I'm at, at 50. So I did slash it in half. Um, anyway, so the that very night, I like just got online and just looked up like plant paradox, yes and no's. And like the next day I started implementing it, but even though I wasn't doing it 100% right yet, but I was waiting for the books to come so that I could really dive deep. Um, Cause I'm like one of those, like just jump right in people. Um, and so I did it. And within two weeks, I started noticing the first thing I noticed was that I no longer got out of bed and moaned or like got up from sitting on the floor and went like, uh, <laughs> you know, like that old lady, like, oh, that was hard to get up. I just got right up without any pain because at the time I was taking to my twins to their toddler class. We would get around the a little circle and sing wheels on the bus with them. And then we would get up and it was always like, ah. And one day I got, I stood up and I was like, whoa, I did not moan. I had felt nothing in my hips or, or legs or shoulders when I got up. I was going around completely inflamed. That was not normal for me to be feeling that way. That was inflammation. Um, and it, it, it just went on from there, like. I had sinus infections constantly. So I was like on just antibiotics over and over and over again, which are like the worst thing you could do. Um, I actually looked like it. I truly looked like a different person. I have a, my cousin, you know, I told you the comments that people were like, oh, plastic surgery. My cousin swears up and down that I got a nose job. She swears it. I, I look, my nose, I have a prominent nose whatever. I don't feel like I need a nose job. There was a time in my life when I did. And now I'm realizing it was because I was so inflamed that my nose was actually bulbous just from like the mucus and the constant sinus problems. And I, I tell her, Mari, I did not get a nose job. Do you think I would have spent that money to like still have a prominent nose? That, that would be make no sense. <laughs> so what was that time frame between you starting to eat anti-inflammatory foods to noticing your body not being in pain anymore it was two weeks just two weeks wow pain that i started to there was no more pain two weeks that i stopped having breakouts um and then everything else was just it um was very gradual so i've been on the doing this now for like what since 2018 so what is that five years mm -hmm. okay 
So now I'm like, my hair, I, I stopped losing my hair, but these things, I haven't had a haircut in a year. So I've got these layers that I'm not hating. I like them. <laughs> okay. But uh, this is just from just hair just staying on my head and just growing and growing and growing. Right. Um, so it, it takes a long time, but your body is very capable of healing itself if you give it the opportunity. How long did it did it take for you to see the physical differences? Um, like which ones? Like weight loss or or like all of the above. So you said two weeks to when you started feeling differently. Yeah. When did you start noticing uh, your body shape shifting in all the different ways? The body shape happened very quickly too, within like two three weeks. Actually, even within a week, just like just 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 kind of following the plan um we just started to fall off and then and it just kept falling off and falling off and falling off um and my body is still changing I'm still constantly doing things because I, I work out quite a bit um I just started like upping my protein so that's really increased my lean muscle um but yes that that weight like the like kind of like midsection that was very stubborn that happened relatively quickly um, and, and then just like the appearance of my skin, I think that's probably took like a couple months and I, I don't even know when the bags went away. I I don't, but I can look at photos of myself now versus before and it's shocking. That's amazing. It's, it's, it's shocking. With your brand, so you start feeling better, then you start noting the physical changes. Then we're in the pandemic and you start, you know, getting on the computer even more, but you really launched your brand before then. What were the first steps to promote yourself in that way? Because now you offer a variety of products and, you know, things for different people at different price points and different levels and different services. But what was the first thing that really that you brought to market? Um, The first thing that I brought to market was just like a one off Zoom cooking class. That was the the first thing that was actually somebody paid for because I was doing these, you know, Instagram stories every day. And then one day I was like. I am like actually putting thought and care and, you know, time into this. I wonder if anybody wants to pay money for it. Um, so I just one day just very haphazardly said like, would anybody want to be interested in a Zoom class? And a lot of people replied, yeah, I, I would. So I did it. I was like, all right, let's schedule it. 29 bucks. <laughs> And I'm going to teach you how to make a salad that actually tastes good and that you enjoy. And I filled that up and then I offered another one and then I offered another one. And then I realized it was such a hustle to just offer these like one off little classes once a month. I was like, maybe some, maybe people would be interested in six weeks learning how to cook. Um, So I did like a six week, you know, buy the package and you've got, you know, a weekly cooking class for six weeks. Um, so that was my first like higher ticket thing. 
or maybe it was eight weeks. I think it was called Elevate Your Palate. But at that time, it was only focused on food because I still did not feel comfortable about, um, I was calling it preaching about health because I had this imposter syndrome, like, well, what do I know? I'm not a doc. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not, you know, and then you start looking around and you look at Gwyneth Paltrow, Dave Asprey, he's an engineer. Um, all these people, I'm like, none of these people are went to medical school. And as a matter of fact, my brother who went to medical school, you can ask him how much nutritional um, training he had in medical school. And he'll tell you, we learned about how to put IVs uh, <laughs> in, in patients so that they could, to keep them alive so that they're eating. Like, he will tell you virtually none. And he went to a top medical school, top of his class. Um, and he's an ER, ER doctor. So they, and you know what he drinks during his breaks? Diet Cokes, giant yeah. Diet Cokes. Yeah. Um, and French fries. So I'm not saying doctors don't know anything, but if you, if you are solely relying on a diploma to tell you, be the, the authority on what you're, um, what you should be doing, you're probably cutting, selling yourself short, right? Because there's so much more education out there um, that is more progressive than what is being taught in the textbooks at medical schools. 100%. Did I just go off on a tangent or did I answer your question? <laughs> uh, whatever it was, I'm here for it. Like, tell me more. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. And, <laughs> um, so self-care and wellness, they're both big buzzwords right now. What do those two words mean to you? And how do you live those out in your respective life? Self-care and wellness. Um, to me, that involves being uh, discerning about your environment, what you put inside your body, and um, setting boundaries for yourself, mm. you know? or not for yourself, for other, with other people. That's something that I'm just recently learning about. You know, I used to let people just tell me where I was going to be and what I was going to do and, and, you know, talk, talk down to me and, but like under the guise of like, Oh, it's funny. Right. Cause I think I, I, I made myself susceptible to that. Cause I would never really speak up for myself. And I'm like, Hmm. No, actually, I'm not digging that. Or, you know, it's okay if I say no. I do have a lot of friends and I have a lot of friend groups. And sometimes those things all kind of, there's a dinner scheduled on a Monday. And then it happens that it's a Tuesday too and a Wednesday. And then, you know, you have to have, you want to have your date night with your husband. And it's learning to say, hey, this week is just too much for me. So I'm going to say no to you know, 75% of these plans, I'll, I'll pick this one. I'll catch you guys another time and just learning how to say no. So that to me is a real act of self-care. <laughs> Boundaries are huge. Boundaries yeah. are really everything. Right. They're everything. And you can be kind and very, um, 
you know, we all have a balance of masculine and feminine within us. You can still be for women. You can still be feminine and kind and create a boundary. You don't have to be a jerk. It doesn't have to be this like big production and you don't have to like be in someone's face or say something, you know, offensive to someone else to set a boundary. Like oftentimes it can be energy too. It can just be your reaction. It can be energy. It can be how you show up differently next time or don't show up at all. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like a nice thing about older age, I would say too. I I mean, I don't know. Some people would roll their eyes at me saying older age. I'm almost 42. But um, like, you know, now with your friends and we all have families. And so people understand boundaries a lot better too which makes it easier, especially for a recovering people pleaser like me. (laughs) I love that. Um, What is your very, very favorite meal? My very favorite meal. Well, I love Persian food. I love so good. And there's a stew called Gorma Sabzi. I need to learn how to make Um. That is just my favorite meal. It's so like herby, herbaceous, and there's like <laughs> lamb. Oh, it's so wonderful and delicious. And then it's a little sour. It's so good. I always say that would be like my last meal on earth if if I had to pick one. Um, and other than that, I think my favorite meal is a delicious piece of fish with some like nice sour sauteed greens and you know just simple I love simple simple things uh, the spacho mm-hmm. nice Mediterranean influenced food I love those Mediterranean flavors and just like the simplicity of of you know a quality piece of fish or just like for me, quality is like the the most. Um, that that's what I look for the most. And if I've got good quality, then I'm like, okay, I'm happy. Do you meal prep? Sometimes. What Sometimes. does your particular meal prep look like? My particularly particular meal prep is either um, if I make. If I make one salad on a Monday, I'll make three because mm. there's no, there's zero difference in making one or three. You just make, do a larger, you're already chopping, just chop a little bit more. You're already, you know, so just make a bunch of it and then portion it out. And that makes your life so much easier. Or if I make, you know, a bunch of protein at the beginning of the week, then I'll just kind of portion it out. And then I've got something to to go for um so that's what my meal prep looks like if I make a tortilla española which is like a it's like um think of it like a quiche but no crust that's my meal prep it's just about like making something that'll go that'll last me a couple days so whatever you're making make more of it so that you can use it on a future date exactly so smart So you initially launched those Zoom courses and then it went to a multi-week course for cooking. What Mm -hmm. was then the next step or the next product that you launched? 
The next product that I launched was also another multi-week thing, but it wasn't just cooking. It had um, meal plans um, for six weeks, uh, recipes for the six weeks, shopping lists, and there were two um, live sessions a week. And one of them was a meal prep, like me guiding you through a meal prep. Um, and then the second one was a cooking class, which was just for fun, but it what we were making the dinner that was for that night. Um, so that was called, what was that called? Oh, Elevate Your Health, because my first one was Elevate Your Palate, the second one was Elevate Your Health. Um, yeah, and it was six weeks long, six weeks long, and it was really great. And people had some pretty incredible results, like really felt good, really felt good. That's amazing. And then what was the next product after that? Then I did um, um, the metabolic reset. So that's what I've got really live right now that I'm constantly pushing because I've done a few iterations of the metabolic reset. I've done one, which was like a protein fast for three days, which is really, really hard to do. Um, and people did it and do it, but at the same time, you know, it's hard to sustain that. Um, protein so fast, meaning only, you're only doing protein or protein fast, meaning you are fasting the protein. You're not no doing protein. protein. Okay. So it was super people. I mean, even when I do it, I'm like, Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> but it, the point is, yes, you lose weight, but the point really is to, um, to start autophagy in your body, which is your body's way of kind of recycling cells that are damaged and slowing you down so it's really effective for that but I feel like a lot of people just don't care about that unfortunately so that's something that I just do personally every now and then just to kind of like you know make myself feel better about like I'm you know making myself a little more youthful um so I did uh the metabolic reset which is what's there now and it has there's plenty of protein, so you are not hungry. The meals are bomb, delicious. Leads you through the, um, and it's one week. Cause I, I felt like people can like only hold on for one week. You know, there's, there's very few people that can go through six weeks of like the meal plan or whatever. But what it does is it teaches you what to do. And there are so many recipes on there that you can change and swap out and decide to do this one and not that one or a little more of you know this one recipe in particular and you know maybe not th this other one this week so it leads you through the meal prep so you learn how to cook everything you make it all in like one or two sessions and then you've got your food for the week and then you just go through the meal plans and you just eat it <laughs> you warm it up or not depending on what it is and eat it and then by the end of the week you feel great and then you learned how to do it yourself and you lose the cravings because I feel like a lot of people are stuck in the cycle of cravings of craving sugar carbohydrates bread and all that is is your glucose dependent so as soon as you're glucose levels go down you're like on the hunt again for the next your next hit um and this is intended to cleanse you of that and cleanse you in the right way so that you are satiated 
um, both by the fact that you're you're not hungry and also by the fact that your taste buds are not bored because the food is good. So the metabolic reset program is technically a week, but it's repeatable. And would you say that that particular program repeated is the lifestyle that you essentially lead or is it slightly yes. different? It is. No, a hundred percent. That is okay. how I, I live my life. Yeah. I don't meal prep all the time because to me, it just comes more, you know, intuitively and, and it's just intrinsic, but a hundred percent, that's how I eat a hundred percent of the time. That's amazing. And then you also now have supplements. Yes. So tell us about the supplements and how long you've been um, offering those to your customers and why and what kinds. Well, I started taking supplements a little, you know, slowly but surely along shortly after I changed my lifestyle. And I realized that you need supplements to kind of accelerate the self-healing. And you're just there's just no way to get the level of um, new nutrients from the food we eat we just can't possibly eat enough to get what we need um so about a year ago i decided to start a supplement brand um actually it's been almost about a year and a half but i i don't have to tell you it's a long process to get a product off the ground um so I I did it and I start I sourced what I thought were the most vital supplements, um, which one of them is called Royal Slender because it'll really help you with a lot. People don't get a lot enough fiber and people get very backed up and that can really impact your inflammation levels and also just you know your the weight extra extra weight you're carrying around. Um, I'm a big believer in MCT oil. So I had to have one of those there because a lot of, I find a lot of people, a lot of my clients, just people I talk to, I tell them take MCT oil and I, I do it in my coffee because I think it's delicious. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are like, eh, no, I don't want to do that. So I thought it'd be helpful for people to have a supplement of MCT oil so that they can take it on the go, which I use when I travel. I just take my MCT oil pills because I'm not I'll have a blender in a hotel. <laughs> and, you know, when I have a meal that's a little bit, you know, high in, in carbohydrates, it'll help me keep the glucose levels down. Um, got some D on there, some CoQ10, just the things that I think are the most essential for healing your body from the inside out. How many supplements do you personally take in a day? <laughs> I'm afraid to answer that. No, I think it's I think it's wonderful because it's not like you woke up and just started doing this. I mean, this has been your life's journey of healing yeah. your body. And so it's not like you woke up one day and it's like, I take 75 capsules in a day. But yeah, I think I, it's important to to know that like, I mean, you you are your best testimonial. And you, I can tell you're glowing. You have such amazing energy. You feel you. spectacular. Um and I can tell like your body is not inflamed. Like your body's very, very happy. So Thank I you. say that only to be like, you know, curious of what maintaining and ultimately continuing to feel even better and better. Cause I feel like that curiosity, once you start to heal your body, yeah. you're like, what else can I do to feel even better and get more energy and do this and do this, you know? I know it's true. Okay. So here I'll tell you, I don't, I haven't counted them 
per se, but I probably take about 40-ish capsules a day. And as far as supplements, because, you know, some of those are like two, three, whatever, um, separate supplements, it's probably about 15-ish separate supplements a day. That's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's amazing because it you're caring for your body. And yeah. without our health, we don't have anything. I, that's what I feel. Um, some people think it's obsessive, but I... I just, look, my goal is to live a long life and a, live a long life without assisted living. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to look and feel this way always. I want to be around for my children and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren. And I always want to be energetic and fun. And I don't want to be a burden on my, my children later in life. I always want to be healthy. I don't want to end up in the hospital. Um, so I feel like this is just the minimal thing that I can do. It's an investment in my future. That's how I see it. And I also can imagine that you also feel that you don't want to feel the way that you felt before. Oh, so you're like, if sure. this is, this is so taking 40 pills is so much easier than feeling like, you know what? Yeah, exactly. It's so much easier. It's so it's and then if you know if I go a day without it or a couple days without it, it's not not a big deal. Um, the most important thing is what you don't put into your body, in my opinion, as far as eliminating inflammatory foods. Uh, and yes, I never ever 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 want to go back to feeling the way I did. That's incredible. What would your advice be to someone who wants to build a brand like yours, be where you are, you know, as far as how you're feeling about yourself, what would you say to that person? I would say, do it, go all in. Don't look back. Don't overthink it. Just jump in with two feet and full confidence and you're going to find your flow. You're going to find your people and it'll get easier as you go along, you're going to start stumbling. You're going to start awkward. You're going to start like, you know, feeling foolish and imposter syndrome, but just keep going. Don't let that stop you. Well, you guys, we have a really, really special gift. And Ace is giving us 15% off with the code Marin15 on cookwithanais.com for her metabolic reset program and all of her supplements. So thank you so, so much for that generous gift. I'm so excited to share this info with our audience and help people feeling, help people feel amazing because your story is such an, a wonderful testimonial. And I personally can't wait to start the metabolic reset. Ooh, I'm, I'm so, so excited. Sorry. And I'm not a cook. I actually was raised by a mother who can cook amazingly. And my grandmother was an amazing cook. My grandfather was a chef and everyone on my dad's side owns restaurants. So I was always cooked for uh -huh. So I personally am very excited to number one, feel better, but also dive into your recipes and start to really learn how to cook for myself because I'm, I'm more of an assembler currently uh -huh. <laughs> than I am a cook. Um, so I'm so excited. So thank you for sharing that wonderful gift with all of us. Of course. I'm very excited for you too. And I can't wait to see your progress and hear how you feel about it. And thank you also for your time and your authenticity and your generosity and sharing your story. Um, you are doing the Lord's work and it's so beautiful. And uh, we're really honored to have you as part of the Marin Costello Radio roster. So thank you for being here.
I'm honored to be here, Marin, truly. Thank you so and the, much. And the jewelry collection looks wonderful on you, by the way. I <laughs> she's, love it. <laughs> she's our official, unofficial spokesperson for the Marin Costello jewelry brand. It's the best. Oh, you guys, it's the best. If you don't have any of this, get it now. Oh my gosh, so good. And what is your code for our site? Is it NIS15? I believe so. Yes, I was. I was gonna like look back at our DMs to look for it because um, I want to post a selfie of myself with these earrings. Right. So you guys try Anais fifteen on Marin Costello um, shop MarinCostello.com for fifteen percent off of the jewelry collection, um, and we'll know that you guys heard about us through our wonderful guest on today's show. Yes. Thank you, Marin. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Wow, you guys, that interview was just incredible. A huge thank you to Anais for coming on the show. Another big thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and producers at Island City Media. If you like this episode, you can listen to it again and again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review so we can continue bringing you the people and conversations that you love. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at MarinCostello.com and MarinCostelloRadio on Instagram. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week with another amazing guest. Yeah, yeah. Looking back at the times, we put in some crazy vibe. It's been me, it's been you, only one that I would die for. You've been solid, been a hundred. Ain't nobody got my back when it comes for that loving. Oh, yeah. You put the gas in the coupe when yeah. I was down It was you, they see yeah. the ground, they see you, yeah Perfect too, ain't no deuce I'm just loving what you do Baby, stay up in my mind, yeah. Things that I never thought